Oh my god. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what? Okay, okay, it's set, it's set. That was that was hilarious, dude. Because it's just like because so right now we were screen recording and the whole thing was like, all right, as it's screen recording, I'm gonna type out the name of the podcast and it's gonna appear on the screen. It's gonna look really cool, and then we'll Facetime Shalev. So it looks like you know this it's this whole experience, right? And yeah, then yeah. It just popped up like this. <laughs> you just popped up and then it just hung up like right after. Oh my bad. No, because it didn't go through. It was like working, and then it said you were calling again, and I was like, oh, shit, okay. So then I like pressed end call, and I guess Mm -hmm. it had hung up on you. My bad. No, all good. I'm Lotus, by the way. Nice to meet you. You're Lotus? Yeah. All right, cool, cool. My name's Josh. Um, You guys should introduce yourselves, too. (laughs) Well, there's more than one person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got like a little audience. Hi. Nice to meet you. And then. Wait, I'm meeting everyone. Hi, I'm Alicia. Hi, Alicia. All right. Um, and yeah, that's well, like the people we have rounded up for this whole thing. Sweet. Um, it should well, be very rare, very base, very positive. Uh huh. All right. Um, it was nice to meet you. Hi. Yeah, it was awesome to meet you too. Awesome to meet you too. Uh, all right. All right. So. I think an appropriate place to start is at least with um, how I found out about you because yes. it was actually very cool. Like when you guys started out, like you're, like you guys started out in Beaverton, right? Mm-hmm. And we, yeah, you had people in Forest Grove buying your stuff, right? Because Chance was like, moving stuff for you guys, and so yeah, it was pretty cool. And to be honest, though, at the same time. I didn't get it. I thought like sinner meant like you were misspelling the word sinner. So I thought okay. it was like, oh, these guys are hedonists, man. Like they're promoting like not evil, but just like it felt mean. And then oh, really? as I followed you guys more, I realized, oh wait, sinner is short for synergy, right? And so like I took what you had and I had it twisted for a second. But then as I saw more of the pieces, like the piece that John had with the colored blocked green and maroon like all those pieces that's when i was just like all right like i like this a lot and as i got into what you guys stood for it looked like you guys were using your platform not only to promote your clothing but to promote a positive lifestyle you know Mm -hmm. something that extends beyond you know just the medium of fashion you know oh absolutely because you guys also had center records and you guys are also putting on shows for people, you know, to listen to music and get clothes. And so, yeah, I think what um, I'd like to know first off is how did you start? I think that's like the hardest thing for anybody yeah. is just figuring out where to start. Like, what do you guys do to start off? Totally. Center uh, started my senior year in high school. I believe it was 20, it was like, November 29th, 2016, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just scrolling on Instagram, and I saw a picture of somebody. I, it was just some random account on Instagram, and it was like a black hoodie that had 
the word synergy stitched into it and there was like a picture of like a needle with red thread in it and i think i was literally wearing like a plain black hoodie at the time and i was living with my grandparents and i asked my nana call my i call my grandma nana because it makes her it makes her feel younger so i asked my nana i was like do we have the materials for me to essentially recreate this and then she said yes for five she showed me how to stitch for like five minutes and then just ever since then i just took off like i i didn't want to copy directly and do synergy so i did center and i wasn't really thinking about the word synergy when i did that but then when i started trying to develop what center meant to me i really i looked up the definition of synergy and i was like wow I really like this. Mm. And then I was like, center can be similar to synergy in the sense where two or more powers come together in order to create a greater output. So I saw center as like the creator and the creation are the two different entities, powers that the combination of the creator and the creation are what make the greater output. Because I think I think one of the things that I um, try to do while operating through center is I try to make sure that I'm being the best person I can be, not only for myself, for my friends, my family, strangers, just the people around me. I think who I am as a person, as an artist, as a creator is so important, is just as important as what it is I'm creating, you know, like mm-hmm. there's tons of people out there just making beautiful, beautiful art. Am I allowed to, am I allowed to cuss? Um, yeah, man. I, I mean, we might have to, I mean, I don't know. We'll put this out on. No, I don't need to cuss. I don't need to. I mean, all good, man. All good. Express right. yourself. Express yourself. Express myself. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wait, I'm going yeah, like, There's definitely people out there making beautiful, amazing art, but if their personality isn't in alignment I could say with their truer nature, then that can take away from people wanting to experience the art. Cause like, I, I believe that the artists and the art aren't separate. Like they're one entity, you know? No. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Center is all about having that synergistic harmony between the creator and the creation and just making a greater output for the greater good of humanity. I guess you could say. And yeah, so I started stitching center into blank hoodies. And I remember I had a Sinsta at the time, like a second Instagram account. And I posted a picture and people were like, yo, Shayla, the hoodie was dope. And I was like, okay, I want to try making another one. So I just stitched, I stitched center again into something else. And then bamo, somebody was like, you, would you ever sell these or how much would you sell it for? And I was working at JC Penny at the time. Mm-hmm. JC Penny had blank Gildan hoodies for 10 bucks. And with my employee discount, I could get them for five bucks. So I just started buying a bunch of blank hoodies from my work and then stitching center in them, random colors, random combinations, and then slanging them at my high school. Beaverton mm-hmm. High School at the time for 25 bucks. But I moved to Beaverton High School senior year from Hillsborough High School. Mm. And I made a pit stop at Liberty High School for three weeks senior year, too. So uh, 
I was definitely known in the area. People knew my face a little bit. I was really big into skateboarding, so I had this sort of skateboarder persona on the on the Instagram at the time. And uh, yeah, people knew me. People people who knew me liked me, and I feel because of the person I was. And I feel like that just made people want to support and contribute to the growth. And then also, like, the hoodies aren't making a ton of fire, not going to lie. They're, they're he, I got I got to talk the talk and walk the walk, you know? Mm. Yeah, and then it literally just grew from there. It started off as just, like, a me just being, like, a kid, like, a little dreamer. Just, like, I want to make the, the best clothes in the world whatever not really not even like understanding business at all just being a creative little little freak and then i i definitely have experienced ups and downs on the journey not not solo like there's been a lot of people who have worked with me to build center a lot of very important people to me to build center to be where it is right now and I know, like, the team that's helped cultivate Center to where it is has definitely experienced, like, an influx and highs and lows that just go along with doing, that just go along with living. Like, live, like life is an influx of highs and lows. And it's been great, for sure. But, yeah, that's how Center started. That is awesome, dude. I, first off, I think it's very important that you place an emphasis on be like on the artist and how it connects to the creation because I think yeah. you can look at like anything that anybody makes and you can see a part of them show up in that piece, you know. Like yeah. there's still like that thought process that remains behind what they were thinking and how they were feeling when they made that. And it goes across all mediums like music, movies, clothing, everything. You can see what that person is feeling. And so I first thought I think that's what's I think that's a part of your guys' success is the fact that it's very honest, the output, and there's a message behind it, too. It's not just, like, somebody tried throwing pieces together to make a piece of clothing. You guys had, or you, I mean, you guys, you guys had a vision, like, a clear end goal, you know? And then on top of that, like, because of the person that you are, like... I mean, yeah, like, people are more likely to support what you're doing, especially when they know what you stand for, you know, as a person and also as an artist. So, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm super glad you said all of that. That is important. Thank you. I Mm -hmm. am so grateful for you to just even have, even provide this opportunity. So, Mm -hmm. it means a lot. I hope you know. And the cool thing about it, too, is the fact that by doing this, you're also showing people, like, in the area that it's possible you know especially with where you started because it was just i mean i think i was literally mm -hmm. just any other kid going to a high school Mm -hmm. just going through the motions you know like yeah and that's one thing that i recognize too is like me doing this and this is one thing that i want to emphasize is like anybody who sees what's happening and what's being created like I want everyone who's witnessing it to know that they contain that same potential within themselves and it's just 
a matter of like actualizing understanding it like we're all creators humans what do we do we create we got these crazy hands with all these little joints and muscles and tissues these crazy brains like we're meant to create creation is one of just the most true best feelings i could say i which is also why i feel like i indulge and experiment in a lot of different art forms is to just experience creation in different ways you know Mm-hmm. No, that's completely essential. And also, I could you talk more about tapping into that, um, like the actualization part, like accessing the creative potential that everyone has? Because I think that's yeah. something that people have an issue with. Like, there's people that totally, I know totally. who, I mean, they might have the skill when it comes to drawing, or they don't. Either way, they feel yeah. like they're not like creative. They feel like they can't tap totally. into that. Like, they that's can't something that themselves. I. I have a lot of important people in my life who I know are creative individuals, but they just have a problem accepting that themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I didn't even consider myself creative until like I was knee deep in center and like somebody was like, yo, Shayla, you're creative. And I was like, I was looking at what I was doing. I was like, oh, wait, yeah, I am creative. Like I never accepted myself until it was like months into doing what I was doing. But, uh, See, I think one of the things that people, I feel like one of the, how do I say this? Like anchors or attachments that people have to the word creativity is that creativity requires thinking or like it's complex or it's difficult. Like for me, until you, until you understand, until you experience it, like you're gonna you're gonna want to label and define it, and most people, due to school and just the way we are raised, are used to being very logical, using their mind to think and solve equations, break things apart, analyze, um, identify structures, and creativity is at the core of it. It's the complete opposite of that. Like creativity is a flow. Like creativity is where there is no thought. Like it's it's just letting go, if that makes sense. Like when I'm painting, my favorite way to approach, and of course there are people who make art and do go through like a very logical, a very logical uh, left, left brain route and like will like measure and map and which I think is creativity. It's so art. Mm -hmm. But the way I indulge into it is, like, it's very free for me to be expressive. And energy and emotion doesn't doesn't fit into a structure when it's being expressed. Like, I I love channeling emotion and just energy that I feel within myself into my crafts and my works and the way to do that is to just let go like when i get in front of a painting i'll see a color i like and i'll put that paint on the shoebox or whatever i'm using to hold it mm-hmm. i'll dip my paintbrush in there and i'll look at the paper and if i get a little flash of what to do i just do it like i don't try to think and same thing for clothes like if i have a red t-shirt and then like a plaid green flannel right here and I get a little flash of inspiration or I just get an idea. Or even if I don't, I'll just start cutting 
and the idea will just reveal itself to me within the act of creation, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's really hard for people to open up to that because we're so used to following and abiding to a structure or just like a way of being and creativity is just not that. And so, yeah, once you actualize that, it becomes a lot easier to do and practice and tap into because definitely creativity does come in bursts. So like there'll be moments I have no control when we're just throughout the day, bam, I'll just have like a crazy surge of creative energy that I just want to channel and let out. Mm-hmm. Whereas there's sometimes where like, I'm like, all right, I have some pieces I need to make get ready for a pop-up. I'm going to sit down and try and try and intentionally direct it. But it's best to just follow that flow, that feeling. Mm. Yeah. Which, okay, this ties into me being vegan and meditating. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, um, being vegan and meditating, eating a plant-based, uh, more raw diet allows me to become much more in tune with my body. Like, when I'm feeling emotions, when I'm thinking thoughts, I'm so much more aware of the thoughts that I'm thinking, the the real driving factor and the decisions that I'm making, and yeah, my emotions. Like I'm just so much more self-aware, and when I have that self-awareness, it's so much easier to know what I want to do with that and how to channel it into the different day-to-day activities in my life. Mm-hmm. So that's why also that's a part of like the message with Center is like. You know, we're all about being vegan and meditating and being in nature and connecting with yourself because mm-hmm. it's when you are yourself can you create your life. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, so to start, first off, I don't know if you ever seen, there's this TED Talk from the author of Eat, Pray, Love. And it's this TED talk about how genius, the idea of genius, it used to be this spirit kind of that floated around. And so the idea of it was that it was not necessarily that people are born to be geniuses. Like people have like this, you know, creative personality. The idea is that they're just more of like a a conduit for like this spirit. Like they just know how to tap into that space where the spirit is and they can just enable themselves to you know, get some output. Um, And then with um, just the creative flow, it's interesting because there's people who seem to enjoy the theory side of things more, like you were saying with the measuring and mapping things out and laying things out for the art. That's, it goes in every, like music theory. There's people who like to study the music theory and then see those rules and then break them, right? And I think that's interesting. But then there's also people like Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys or Todd Rundgren who just went into it with no pretense. Like they just started like learning how to make, they just started like teaching themselves how to play. And then you look back and they say like, oh, Brian made Slash Chords popular. Oh, Todd Rundgren, he like influenced all of these artists like Tame Impala and Trent Reznor, you know? Yeah. It was because they were more concerned with the emotional output. Like, they just didn't... It was easier for them to get more enamored with just the making of the music than the actual theory behind it. Totally. 
it's crazy you say that because yeah like music is definitely an art that i do put myself towards mm-hmm. and i play electric guitar and i do play based off emotion and feeling a lot more mm-hmm. than theory essentially because yeah i feel like it allows me to just channel myself into the music a lot more than really thinking about it that's mm-hmm. more feeling it as it's being created yeah and i mean so, i think and it's, also yeah, sorry no, what get, you're I'll saying get. about that genius i believe that everybody does have a creative genius that exists outside of them not necessarily outside of them but it's like a spirit that you channel or it's like an energy that you channel through and um that's where the best art happens is when you're channeling that genius Mm -hmm. and i agree there's moments where i know like i can recall times where it's not necessarily me it's me being a conduit for this Mm. creative energy to just express itself yeah yeah for sure and that's cool because i also like that because i think especially when people start like they worry about um either replicating what they've done in the past or just trying to innovate or do something new with their stuff so that there's like a progression to their art you know so that they still maintain the audience and i don't know it's weird there's so many different approaches like beach house for example they don't really mind they just have their own sound and they don't really try to switch it up and you compare that to toro imwa where he went from doing like bachelor pad like disco music to like indie rock like 70s influenced music totally. like he like bounces between like different he bounces spheres. around heavily mm-hmm. and i mean i think at the end of the day those people are just doing what whatever whatever space whatever space they're in they just tap into it you know totally and totally. so i think um i think that's something that people should think about more it's not about necessarily um trying to dig in and just unravel something just trying to get something out like yanking it out like any sort of creative output i think people should be more concerned with just getting themselves into a space where they can make good stuff and i think that involves like you were saying with the positive lifestyle i mean for them whether it's meditation or veganism surrounding themselves with positive people who will support them and enable them to do the things they want or whether it's just, I mean, self-growth, like promoting self-growth, like trying to become the best person they can, I think that's where, that's where you need to start as a creative. And I think, I noticed some of the best art, it's made by people who, I mean, you, you feel like they have themselves figured it out, figured out whenever you see the person behind the art. It's like, oh, this guy, like he knows what he's doing, you know? Totally, totally. Which is funny to me. And so, yeah, I think that's one of the coolest parts about your art. It's the, the, the people behind it. It's, they, I don't know if you guys, I mean, I can't say like you guys have yourselves completely figured out, but it looks like you guys have a direction and a sense of urgency. Totally. Yeah. I think, like, the truth is, is I'll never have myself fully figured out. But, mm. Because I'm always changing and, like, adapting and growing. But I do, I would say I do know myself 
for mm-hmm. sure. I'm constantly, no, no, I'm constantly seeking to know myself. Mm. Every day I wake up a little different than the previous. There's actions, events that have happened that have changed my psychology and just the way I am, the way I see the world. So every day it's just like a constant like struggle of understanding who am I. And by seeking who I am, I'm able to understand and be who I feel that I am. Mm-hmm. That's, and so that actually, that's why I want to ask, so when it comes to the up and ups and downs that you, you faced in your life and the yeah. ups and downs that you'll know you continue to face, like how do you, how do you reconcile with those, like knowing that life just flows in a different, because some people just don't know or they just, they, they, they need that, like they need to figure out that stuff. Like people are in a constant pursuit of happiness. Pe- where People, people yeah. will go into a diff you know, they might be dipping into low, and that low might just completely take over their their mind, their emotional state, and might destroy them and obliterate them mentally and emotionally or physically. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that I make sure I do is to make sure I always have this safe space within myself that I have a constant space, a constant state of being within myself that I can maintain throughout my highs and lows so when i'm going through a high i i have this state within myself that is separate from the high but i'm still able to experience this high but i know this high is temporary i there's a part of me that's infinite that's forever that's eternal and i'm connected to that part so when i'm going through a low i'm able to experience this low but at the same time i know this low is temporary i know i have this part of me that is eternal that is infinite and so by staying connected to that, am I able to maintain an overall state of being throughout this all without the exterior world affecting my interior world? Because I know that the external world is a reflection of my internal state of being. So that's one thing I maintain and focus on every day. Like today I woke up and meditated for 20 minutes. That's to maintain my connection to my internal state of being. And due to that connection, I'm able to navigate through life without allowing the external. Of course, there are moments where somebody might say something or mm-hmm. something might happen and I get cheesed. Mm-hmm. My embroidery machine used to make me so mad. Mm. But when it comes to people, people don't upset me, really. But yeah, it's, it's, it's staying connected to that inner space, you know? Mm-hmm. First off, I'd like to comment on the fact that I can hear Kanye in the background. That's nice. Oh, yeah. Um, second off, it's reflecting I'm glad you... Yeah, it is a... <laughs> um, yeah, but I think that's what... I think that explains like a lot of what people do. It's the constant pursuit of being on the ups. You know, like, especially... Like, yeah, being on a low, it, it, it can obliterate somebody. And once you're on the upswing i think people try to sustain that and that's through the things they do when it comes to just vices or jobs like whatever it is just to keep them in that sustained moment of happiness i think that's something that i don't know it kind of disconcerts me i think people should be more concerned with just finding inner peace and then learning to react to what the world's handing to you know so I'm glad you said that. Um, and 
could you talk a little bit more about how, um, like first, how you discovered meditation and what kind of meditation yeah. you practice? Because there's so many types. There's transcendental, crazy, crazy, all sorts of stuff. I yeah was meeting up a customer at Washington Square Mall to sell them a centerpiece, mm-hmm. and one of the that person was at the mall as a friend, and yeah, I have a friend named Sherry who I met through somebody else buying a piece of center and we ended up talking about meditation and spirituality and I was talking about how I meditate and how I would just do like a mindfulness just sort of listen just sort of listening and just being aware Mm -hmm. and she introduced me to this meditation called transcendental meditation which is which has to do with um, having a sort of mantra that you Mm -hmm. use to take your mind into the deeper states of being and yeah so i do transcendental transcendental meditation typically once a day at least sometimes twice a day and then sometimes i'll do different types of meditation like visualization um there's this type called i mean mindfulness yeah so i like to dip into i don't want to restrict myself you know but i do have that um transcendental once a day for sure that's cool that's cool meditation is always because people associate it with like i mean like people have their stereotypes you know the oh, kind totally. of people who meditate but it's funny there's so many there's this one book actually called 10 percent happier and it's about this news anchor who um he was just going through like this huge internal crisis he didn't really know what to do with himself and then he just started investigating like different forms of meditation um and i mean there's other stories like it and the commonality amongst these stories is that it's more about like finding what works for you just reaching like a space where things are more quiet and you can just you know sit with yourself a bit because some people can't do that and it's necessary to have that to be able to function in life and it doesn't mean just because I mean transcendental meditation is super good. I think David Lynch. I don't know if you've heard of them. Yeah. But like he has a foundation, and one of the things they do is like they bring this practice into like inner city neighborhoods. Like they teach kids yeah. how to do transcendental meditation, which I think it's really good. But I mean, there's all sorts of people where like even if just if you're going out for a walk for a day, just a walk, just thirty minutes. Um, just to clear your mind, just look around and see what's going on around you. I think yeah. that's, I mean, any sort of thing you do, I think it's helpful, you know. And so, yeah, meditation, it's, I kind of, I didn't, I, I kind of did it a little bit when I was younger, but I haven't done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's definitely something that I've thought about getting back into, you know, because it just, I, I encourage mm-hmm. it. You already know I'm, I'm gonna be advocating for that. No, dude. Yeah. I'd be curious. I'd want to hear about your experience with it. Just over time, like I've been meditating for once a day for three weeks now, and I I hear things a little clearer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah, I think yeah. My mom's doing it too. She's a nurse at OHSU right now, yeah. and um, yeah, she's actually like she did like a little paper on meditation and like teaching older residents at the senior home to meditate you know and it's been working and it helps them out with alzheimer's it helps them out with whatever condition they're having Mm -hmm. you know it's 
It's a cool thing. It's a cool thing. Wealth is of the heart in the mind, not the pocket. I don't know if I butchered that, but I think that's a Pharrell quote. Totally, it yeah. does. Um, right. But it's only when your heart and mind are open can you really open that pocket to it. Mm-hmm. And actually, that's one thing I wanted to get into next, um, mental wealth. I actually kind of talked to John about this a little bit little bit while we were at Lost Wax because yeah. um, you were talking about the Tiana Taylor and Kanye West performance on SNL, and it was We Got Love, and one of the lines was like, I'm mentally wealthy. And then John started talking about how because you, you have this concept of mental health from what I've heard from John. Um, totally. And I thought it was very interesting, so I thought I thought you should talk Speak about on that it. a bit. Yeah. Yeah, so basically, mm-hmm. I'm, sure, I'm sure a lot of people have heard the, the line that I always first Wait, actually, wait, 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 sorry. It's because uh, we are actually, get, we're kind of getting kicked out, right, doing this in a computer lab in a library right now. Yeah. So... I'm just gonna move. So I'm gonna find a different room, but um, sure. repeat that real quick. What she said. Mentally. Okay. Also, to start out. Oh, repeat it right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're good. You're good. So, a lot of people, I'm sure, have heard the line that like wealth is in the mind. Mm-hmm. Basically, I'm reading this book right now called "A Happy Pocket Full of Money." Mm-hmm. About how, about the truer, deeper meaning to that line of wealth is in the mind. Mm-hmm. And it's something that you need to have within your mind in order to experience it external. Mm-hmm. And it's very true. I would say, really, really open eyes. That's cool. That is good. I think, because one I'm of actually, the. Hmm? Oh yeah, because there was a book. There was a book you were reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You posted about that. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely gonna need to follow up on that book. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, it's cutting. Oh, it's cutting. Okay, I'm gonna sit down right here. I'm gonna see if this still works. All right. Are we good? Where well, I'm sorry. Are we good? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay perfect, perfect, perfect. Oh, damn. This is going to be funny to edit, man. This is going to be funny to edit. All right, anyway, um, as I was saying, um, yeah, but I think when John, because John was trying to give, like, his abridged version of what you were talking about with um, the concept of being mentally wealthy. And yeah. what he said was, um, you feel like it's, like, there's fulfillment, like, I think people are hell-bent on fulfillment, and your idea is that fulfillment's, like, right there in front of you. Like, no matter where you are, like, you're guaranteed to have, you know, food and water, and you'll have friends. Everything you need in the mm -hmm. moment. Everything you need in the moment, it's there for you. You just have to have the mental capacity to know that you can access it. Yes, you know. absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I don't know if that was it, but... um, Yeah, yeah, that was it. And it's like... And also, the book goes in and tries to redefine your definition of money and wealth. Because mm-hmm. wealth isn't having a crazy Mercedes or, like, nice car or grass necessarily. 
wealth is more the ability to be free to make mm-hmm. choices to do what you want when you want freedom and a part of that freedom is finance is like money related but mm-hmm. money isn't like the core of it like to me me being able to just say I want to go skateboard to my favorite vegan restaurant and have a nice lunch that's wealth mm-hmm. to me like like because every moment along that way along my way there is like I'm experiencing joy and happiness like mm-hmm. and like a part of wealth too is just having joy and happiness in every moment because that energy your energetic state of being when you are joyful or happy you're in a state of being that is attracting wealth mm-hmm. like vibration is attracting the energy of money mm-hmm. and so the more you can just being wealthy is just having a life where you can do things that make you joyful and happy and maintain this state of being while simultaneously attracting money mm. and Loving money is not a bad thing. It's about like what you're doing and how you're using this money. Because this book emphasizes on giving. Like, I can't tell you how much I give. My goal, somebody asked me what my goal is for 2019. I said to give 22 times more than I did in 2018. That is so sick. Yeah, bro, I've been giving like a motherfucker. Because what you give comes back to you and I gave somebody 10 bucks yesterday. For whatever reason, that person ended up giving me 20 bucks the same day. Like, back. And, like, it's all from giving from, like, a genuine safe place. I give away so many clothes for free, but Mm -hmm. so many people just stop in my house and drop off, like, garbage bags just full of crazy clothes. Mm -hmm. But it's because I give so many Mm -hmm. clothes away. So, lately, I've been trying to give away more money. From, like, a genuine safe place, like, like not solely for the purpose, like, giving where it's needed, you know? Mm. I know, like, yo, I have this. I know this is 